off the ball. I don't think Springboks are in crisis because you would hate for a team that is so phenomenally good a year out from the World Cup to be world number one and then to go out in the quarterfinals. Yes, yeah, Stephen, we, we know. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Rugby on Off The Ball. With Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Now, the Irish men's and women's seven teams are currently in South Africa putting together their final preparations ahead of the World Cup this weekend. I'm delighted that we can now welcome the Irish men's rugby sevens captain Billy Dardis to the show ahead of that World Cup in Cape Town. The Ireland men's and women's teams each secured World Cup qualification earlier this year after record-breaking seasons which saw both sides go unbeaten in the Rugby Europe event. Billy is also Senior Vice President of Operations at Triton Lake who are, of course, proud title sponsors of Irish sevens rugby since June of 2021. Billy, welcome along. Thanks very much, Will. Good to chat. How are preparations going? I saw you getting the pictures taken above the Cape earlier today. It's uh, just a couple of days away now from the championships getting underway for what's going to be your second World Cup. How how have the preparations been over the last week? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, We just came off the back of our final leg of the World Series of this season um, in LA. So we flew straight from LA down to Cape Town via Doha. It was a long enough trip. Um, so we hit the road straight after that. That was about, I think we got here just over a week ago. Um, and so, yeah, we've had a good week's prep um, there, a good bit of training. And yeah, no, we're well settled and looking forward to getting going. Um, I suppose we've been waiting not too long, qualified only just over a month ago. So um, it should be a great tournament. I think they've sold over 170,000 tickets for the weekend, which is huge. So um, I was, I'm sure the place will be rocking all, all weekend. So it should be, should be a good tournament. Two sides to the jet-setting lifestyle. On the one hand, now being at the elite level of the Rugby 7 Series, you get to go to all these exotic locations and travel around the world. But also the fatigue of all that travel has to count a little bit as well, particularly having to come from the west coast of the United States through the Middle East and then to South Africa ahead of this major tournament as well. Yeah, it is mad. I suppose it just comes with the World Series. You're... This year, we travelled from what was it, Singapore to Vancouver. It was a 16-hour time difference, and that was... That really did mess with your head a little bit, and this is this has been similar enough. I suppose it took us three or four days to really settle down um, and get our heads around it, just in terms of sleep and just your you feel a little bit lethargic for a while. But um, yeah, I suppose we're well used to it now in the World Series. Some of the young guys they're kind of feeling it, feeling it a little bit, but at the same time, you can't really complain when you we got to spend a week in LA. Um, got to play in a cool tournament out there and then you're flying straight down to Cape Town. I suppose they're the that's the perks of it. Um, it can be quite challenging, but especially trying to perform on the world stage. But at the same time, everyone everyone here is on the is in the same boat and we're all c- coming from the same location. So um, no, it, it, I, I think you can only really look at the positives. We get to travel the world with our, our best mates, play in front of these massive crowds. Um, and it's great fun at the same time. So um, no, it has it has been a crazy year, and everyone is just looking forward to this big tournament. I, I, on the back of kind of a really good season for us as a squad, coming fifth in the world, um, we're just hoping to build on that and hopefully continue building that momentum into this weekend. What what a journey it's been. I mean, you can give us an insight into this because you've been involved for the last seven seasons. But to go from the team being effectively reformed, going through, eventually working your way up through the tournaments, then getting on to the World Series, and now to be considered among the top five in the world, having gone to an Olympics in the year just gone by, that's quite a journey from when you had left Leinster and then went into the Sevens programme. 
Yeah, it's been wild. Um, I suppose in last year when we qualified for Tokyo and went to the Olympics, that was that was a real moment to reflect on it all. That whole that journey. I remember when we qualified, just standing on the pitch in Monaco and talking to Anthony Eddy and David Ford, just thinking how this program's gone from literally the basement of Europe, um, where us as a squad were based out of. 62 Lansdowne Road um, we'd call, make our way into train there and you might have seven or eight lads training in the cold in winter and not really knowing where things are going um, and it was still trying to get up off the ground we weren't playing in the biggest tournaments in the world we were playing in front of a man and a dog against some lower tier nations in world rugby um, to then qualifying for a world series going against the last world cup in San Francisco um, and then ultimately going to the Olympics. I suppose that was the biggest stepping stone for us as a as a program. Um, to now, yeah, we're we're not only just going to these tournaments to to compete and I suppose make up the numbers, or like we're not just happy to be there. We now have guys that want to go there and win win medals. They want to win tournaments. Um, we still haven't done that. We've come second. We've come third. In, in World Series tournaments, but we haven't won anything. Um, and now we've got guys who, yeah, as well as winning, want to be some of the best players in the world. So it's come on incredible, like an incredible amount. Um, and it has been such a journey, such a fun journey, to be honest with you. It's We've had a great crack along the way. We've been some incredible places, played in some great tournaments um, and had some really memorable moments. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping this... It, like as David is four has put it to us in the last few days, that the bus does, doesn't just stop at the Olympics. It's wanting to win the world cup or wanting to get a medal at, at the next Olympics. So um, we're hoping this, this, this weekend will be another memorable weekend for our sevens. Yeah. Cause I was kind of thinking about that journey where some of your mates who would have been there early in the program dropped off and some retired naturally after the Olympic cycle came to an end a year later than was anticipated, given that the Tokyo games were in 2021. Uh, we're now just a couple of years out though from Paris and I was reading early in the week you've got lofty ambitions you genuinely believe that this team can be competing for a medal when the Stade de France comes around in a couple of years time big time yeah absolutely we um sure like yeah we came we came fifth this year in the overall standings out of what was it nine or ten or eight or ten legs something like that so we're like we're extremely consistent um like we made eight out of nine quarterfinals or something like that. Like, and, and that's a big step for us. Like, it is such a tough tournament. The series is extremely tough. The, all the teams are extremely competitive. But I think when, like, we're only getting better, I think our, the, we have the momentum and, like, the tra trajectory is only upwards for us. Like, we've had a few kind of stumbling blocks along the way. But um, I do really think that, with the way thing, with the way like the program is going, the, the amount of kind of support we're getting from the RFU, the players that we have, and just the experience we've built, um, like I think a lot can be said for experience on a sevens pitch, and even not even on the pitch, but the sevens environment, it's it is a bit of a madhouse sometimes. But the more experienced heads you have around the place, the better. Um, and I think we have gained a lot of experience through the years, and I think it if we can keep like a lot, the most part of, of the group that we have at the moment, I think if we keep improving a little bit more, gaining more experience and adding in that kind of sprinkle of talent from the academies and stuff like that. And I, I, I do think in two years time when like the Olympics is only around the corner, um, 
I do think we we have a good chance of putting our hands up there, but I suppose at the same time there's a lot to be there's a lot um, to be played before then. We have obviously this weekend the World Cup. I mean, the full season next season, um, which is also a qualifying season, so top four I think qualify for the Olympics, um, which we we'd like to be in the shout for that. We'd like to be in the run for that because it'd mean we wouldn't have to play a qualifying tournament, a one-off tournament. We just have to try and qualify as a top four. And that would mean, or else try and qualify next summer through a qualifying tournament, which would give us a year to prep for the Olympics. Unlike last summer, we had three weeks to to get our heads around the fact that we were gonna we just qualified and that we were, had to prep for the Olympics. Um, but I do, I think these the, since Tokyo, I've kind of tried to figure out what I want to focus on next, and so did the rest of the lads. And I think a medal a medal a podium position in paris and stade de france i think all the medals are handed out underneath the eiffel tower i think that's where all of us want to be in two years time i think it's something that um is really driving the squad um and it's something it's a pretty exciting and lofty goal as you say but um i think you have to you have to dream big and um go for things that are just out of reach but if you work hard enough you can actually make them happen so well, dreaming big in this weekend to come. You look at the potential brackets, which I think we all probably have done uh, before the tournament gets underway. You open against Portugal, which is a game you'd be expected to win. I've no doubt you're going to say you have to be focused, and that's a huge banana skin potentially at the outset. Yeah. But even after that, you're looking at England, New Zealand potentially being on the route towards winning a medal here. You're going to have no easy run to a final in Cape Town if that's what's going to happen. No, and this kind of format's very unforgiving. Um, we figured that out the last World Cup. We played Chile in our first game, and no, we didn't take them for granted. We probably went into the game thinking uh, similar to this weekend that, yeah, we kind of are favourites, but we probably took uh, took them for granted and almost lost that game. Um, so a lot of the experience head in the squad know that if you take these games um, lightly, it can re- you really can end up with egg on your face. So, um, no, I think we're, we know what's going to come with Portugal. They're going to be very dogged and niggly we just have to be really clinical I suppose that's the, the most important thing like we know how good we are like we were, we've beaten the likes of Fiji and South Africa we've put it up to the, to the likes of New Zealand it's just when you come to these teams you have to be really clinical really on the ball um, and execute every kind of like take every opportunity that you're given because um, if, you, if you're a little bit off lackadaisical they can, re- they can turn into a real dog fight so yeah that'll be a big one for us um, first up and it's a, the first game of the World Cup. It's an 8.45 kickoff in the morning, first game. Um, so there shouldn't be too much of a crowd there, which is a little bit daunting, but um, should be should be a good one to kick things off. And then, yeah, like you have the, we, you have the, the potential of playing England in that second round game on Friday night, which would be a really good, or Friday afternoon. That'd be a great one to play in. Um, we've had some good battles with them through the years. We've beaten them a few times this year. And then I think... Uh, I haven't looked, I examined the draw exactly, but I'm pretty sure it's. I think you can play potentially South Africa in that uh, quarterfinal, World Cup quarterfinal, on the Saturday night, um, which would have the place rocking. I would, like whenever South Africa play in this tournament in this stadium, the place is electric. And I think, yeah, even speaking to the old boys, it'll be one of the biggest games of our lives. Just it'd have a real test atmosphere about it. I think. I think it'd just be a real cauldron of pressure and just if you can stand up in the face of that it's it's a big testament to you as a person 
happen and you as a team. So um, I think we're we're not going to worry about that too much. But but then again, today, David Nusfour said to us, we want to play in the first game of the tournament and we also want to play in the last game of the tournament. So, um, yeah, big motivation for us all and it should be really exciting. When it comes to delivering in games like this, and look, touch wood, you will get to battle against South Africa in the last eight uh, competition at the World Cup itself. Do you draw on the experience of some of the big games that you have played over the last couple of years? Like I think back to the qualifying tournament and you know being up against it and having to put in a big last six or seven minutes in that game to ensure you're going to an Olympics. I'm sure that all that experience has to actually help you when you come to big events like this. Yeah, 100%. Um, like, yeah, well, you definitely need kind of fresh energy and the guys that have come in this year, guys like Andrew Smith and Che Mullins and others, like they've added such an energy to the squad and different dynamic. Um, they have added to the squad, but then at the same time, yeah, when 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 you come up against it and the, there's a lot of pressure and there's high stakes, you do, it, it makes players do funny things. Um, the, the added bit of pressure can make you kind of overthink things, cloud up in the mind and make some bad decisions. But it does, we've kind of learned through the years that when the pressure does come on, if you can, and and the fatigue, I suppose it'd be, um, yeah, I suppose you'd be doing a disservice to sevens, not to mention the fatigue that comes up, that you come under in a sevens game. Um, when that fatigue sets in, when you're under extreme stress and there's the pressure in the crowd, being able to calm your mind, being able to slow down your heart rate and do the simple things really well. And like, when I say simple, it's like controlling what you can control, setting first, getting your eyes up and then communicating really well, telling the people inside and outside you what to do and making their jobs really easy. That is the difference. Um, and especially in games like that, if you're in minute 12 and you're in a draw or you're maybe one, you're three points down or, so, or one score down, being able to execute all those finer, smaller details are are the difference. Um, and we've seen it time and time again, whether it's on the World Series or in those big, high-pressure qualifying tournaments and games. It's yeah, the team that's that doesn't crack, but the team that um, can stay the most composed and execute under pressure is the team that's going to come out on top. So yeah, I think we've we've a decent amount of experience in that department. The likes of. You know, Harry McNulty, Brian Mullen, Jack Kelly, Terry Kennedy, Mark Roach, these guys, Hugo Lennox, these guys have, have all kind of come under that pressure at some point in time. And yeah, I think they're all able to, they all know what it takes to execute. It's just about, yeah, bringing the young guys along, bringing them guys on the experience and, and helping them through it. And then, yeah, executing when the pressure does come on. 2022 has been an incredible year for Terry Kennedy, especially. Like looking at his um, stats here, they're pretty scary. Leading try scorer across the year, he's got 50 tries in 52 games, which is an incredible strike rate. He's also had the most assists on the World Series, and he's leading the carries going into this week for the World Cup as well. And if you've had him in the, you know, looking at the dream team, he's basically the top player that we've seen so far this year. Um, he's been producing remarkable numbers for you. Yeah, he's. I said it there during the week. He has been unplayable this year. And speaking to other captains, they're just like, "What? Like he is so good." Um, and I, yeah, he is. He's ridiculous. He's he's pulled out some results for us by himself at times this year. He's and some guys get a little bit lazy sometimes when you're watching him, and he's just scoring tries for fun. I don't know. I and mean, he's just 
he's been on form for the last two, two, three years. Um, and it's not like it came out of nowhere. He's been he's been quite a well-known person in Irish rugby, I suppose. He was unlucky with the Irish 20s years ago not to get a look in. Um, but he just scores tries for fun in the World Series. It's He's so much time on the ball. He's extremely fit. So he sees up, like he's... He's able to see things before they happen. Um, he can make you make your job really easy by telling you what to do, and everyone else is really blown hard in the pitch. He has enough energy to have a look up, communicate, and and make good decisions. Um, and yeah, he's he he's been extremely competitive this year. I think that's the thing that I, I like to look at is how how he's been driving the group um, so it's not just his own performances it's not a, a selfish thing he wants to drive the team he wants to win um, and he's been barking at guys all year he's been a real leader for the squad throughout right from our first leg in Dubai um, right through to LA last week he's he's been leading it and yeah I suppose those those numbers those World Series stats um, and the the awards he won last week were all nice I think it's it's a great recognition of how he's gone in the last year and even the last two years, um, two three years for us, um, and yeah, I think it's it'll be up to us this weekend now to try and step up and and meet that kind of what he demands out of us because the amount of the amount of effort and work he puts into the squad would be nice to to um, put on a good for us as a team to put on a good performance and, and match what he's done for us throughout the year. And it means like you've got multiple threats across that team. If it wasn't a couple of years ago that Jordan Conroy was going to the top of all these lists with the tries that he was scoring as well, like multiple threats are pretty key if you're going to go deep into this tournament. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, Jordan has been incredible for the last five years for Irish sevens. He's he's kind of been the poster boy, and similar to Terry, he's pulled out results for us when we really needed it. Um, so they're. Like having the, I'd, I'd say defending those is an absolute nightmare. And Jordan said it before, is just because if Terry isn't going to do, isn't going to run around you, he can pass to Jordan and Jordan will skin you. He's just electric. Um, and then inside, inside them, you've the likes of Hugo Lennox and Sean Cribben, who are two of the most skillful players I know. Um, in seven, certainly they're just they they're. Um, High risk, high reward players. They, which can often count against them at times, but they're incredibly good footballers, um, and they really do go for it. And they they complement the guys outside them. So they they really do complement the likes of Terry and Jordo. They put them in good space, make good decisions. Um, then you have the likes of Roachy, Mark Roach. You've Harry Harry McNulty, who is as solid as ever, just the most durable person player on the World Series. I'd say he just he gets through every seven or six, fourteen minutes a weekend, which is just incredible. Then you have the likes of Jack Kelly and Brian Mullen, who they're all just workhorses. Um, and th there's lots more guys in the squad who are all just able to they bring their own X factor into the squad. So we do, yeah, we do have a lot of threats across the park. Um, it's just, I, th I suppose, when it comes down to sevens, there is a little bit of luck, but there's also you need things to click and click early right from the start, get a bit of confidence. Everyone needs to be moving forward. You need the bounce of the ball sometimes as well. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it has been uh, what other teams point out in us is our continuity within the squad is that we're, we gel quite well. We all know each other quite well. Um, we played together for so long and you, you can see it on the pitch when we click um, 
we can really put teams to the sword, which is a good thing. Yeah, that's been a bit of a change too, because you know when the program started off, sometimes players who were very good at 15s were getting dropped in to be looked at in the sevens. I even think back guys like Robert Balakun who played a bit of sevens and then you know went back to Ulster and into the system there. Really, you've had a kind of a pretty experienced core group of guys. I know you said at the outset, you know, you've had people feeding in and that creates competition within the squad. But if you're going to be a force at, say, the World Series level and going to World Cups, you really do need that continuity and that bond between the team if you're going to progress together as a group. Yeah, like at the start with the sevens, it, the the turnover was a bit mental. Like each year was a different set of players. Um, I think when it, at the out start when it was um, the likes of Tom Daly, Adam Byrne, Shane Layden, Dan Goggin, these kind of guys, they set the path, and then suddenly they they started playing Pro Fourteen and playing provincial rugby more regularly. So there was a complete turnover and you had the likes of and like a new generation of players. You had Hugh O'Keenan, Jimmy O'Brien, uh, Rob Balakun was a little bit later, but and Nick Timoney, he was he was around at the start. You had those guys that stepped up and brought it on a step further as we climbed kind of that ladder in Europe. Um and then but like throughout it all, we've kind of yeah, we've we've done well to maintain this core of players this seven or eight players kind of the players that i've mentioned twice three times in this already but they've kind of hung around because yeah we weren't going back into provinces so this was our chance to play professional rugby and live out that kind of dream um but you do like we've seen it with the other countries you need that core of players that that core spine of a squad um to bring those young guys through because it's brilliant when you do get the likes of Andrew Smith or Shane Mullins or Hugh O'Keenan or Jimmy O'Brien. When you get them coming into the squad, it's brilliant because it it adds the energy, it adds a new skill skill level because um, they they want to impress and try and get back into their provinces. So it is brilliant when you get them sprinkled into the squad. Um, but it, I think it's that combination of the two that um, is what has made us so like I wouldn't say so successful through the years but has made us one of the forces now in sevens rugby and in such a short space of time and I think that is kind of credit to what like Anthony Eddy created uh, David Nussfora created and now James Toppings what he's they've all there's a there's a good strategy there um, and it's worked and I think Toppers is now kind of bringing us on he's he's developing what we're doing um, and yeah I, I think Sevens in Ireland is is only going to grow. Um, I think there's good plans to to grow out sevens in Europe and especially in Ireland to try and grow the game, get more players playing, um, and then also try and it's like it, it it has turned out a good few players to the national team. So it is a it's a really good product. Um, so I think the more players that can play, it's it can only be better for for Irish rugby because the contribution it's made to Irish rugby you can only see. With someone like Hugo Keenan, how like, I know we haven't, it, his game isn't just because of sevens, but yeah, I'm but he's, sure he's mentioned a few times it's enhanced his skills. Like even the lines that he ran, he thinks he's become you know a better, more intelligent rugby player from his experience at sevens. Yeah, I, I would like to think so, and I think it kind of developed his skills, and then as well as that on pitch stuff, it's the off field stuff. You you get put under the pressure of having to travel around the world, be a professional under that pressure. Um, playing these massive crowds it's just a great experience so um, 
yeah, it's a it's a really good product, and it's exciting to see. It'll be exciting to see who else we turn out. Who who's going to be in the next UO team? And someone like Andrew Smith or or Che Mullins, like they're they're guys that could really make a a big impact in 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 Irish rugby. I think down the line. Yeah, rugby here and off the ball is with thanks to Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish team, team of us, everyone in. Just one question for Billy before you finish. You'll probably be keeping a keen eye on how the women's team get on in South Africa over the weekend too. And I mean, they've been ripping it up on the World Series circuit as well. They've got a really good squad established. You know, players have got 15s experience, have gone back in to play with the sevens very importantly for this World Cup. And I think they're hopeful of a very strong finish this weekend too. Yeah, absolutely. And I spoke to Lucy there this afternoon. They've got, they have got a tough. If if they want to get to the final, if they want to lift the World Cup, they've got a tough hour route with Brazil first up, and then you've got New Zealand. So that's a tough task. But they've been, yeah, they've been. How would you say the flag, the standard bearers for us for Irish sevens this year? They've been absolutely incredible. To see where they've come from is kind of the most impressive thing. Um, like it was only two, three years ago that they were battling it out with. The likes of the invitational sides down that lower the lower half of the table um and we're really struggling and I, the they're kind of met the the switch they've made the the progress they've made mentally over the last year or two has just been incredible and uh, it's been fascinating to watch how much they've grown in confidence um and the results they've got over the last six months have just been yeah incredible um they've been very impressive and yeah, I think that they'll be hoping this weekend to continue that that momentum, continue that progress. I've no doubt that they will. Whether when it comes to that, hopefully that that game against the All Blacks that they do perform and they they do play like they can because they've got some incredible players, the likes of Lucy, Stacey Flood, Amy Lee Murphy, Crow, yeah, and loads of others, the likes of Eve Higgins, Bevan, Bevan Parsons. They've got some real threats in their team, and now they know that they're. They're some of the, they do have some of the best players in the world, and they do know that when they click as a team, they can they can beat the best. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to watching them. That'll be extremely exciting to watch them because they're they're a great side to watch, um, and I ho- hope they can continue that vein of form that they showed throughout the year because it's brilliant. And it, it, I suppose it's it's one part of the progress that Irish rugby are making with women's rugby in the country is is they're kind of leading the way. Um, and it's great for, for women's rugby that they're able to to make this progress and do it on the world stage. Well, look, fingers crossed for both teams in Cape Town this weekend. Billy, thanks a million for joining us ahead of your World Cup campaign. Cheers. Thanks very much for your time. Rugby on Off The Ball. With Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.